thank you for coming back on the show. You I'm were, excited to be here. You were a popular one. I've talked like I I haven't checked it recently, but you were in like the top five of downloads, I think, ever. Still, I, I think. I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't I don't know why. My husband told me the other day, he's like, I don't know why people watch your Instagram stories. They are literally videos of you making jokes and laughing hysterically at yourself. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Well, because you're real, you know, (laughs) people love that. Um, I really think that's why you win. You've done really well. In fact, I, um, I was looking at your Instagram today, but, but you know, what's cool is, uh, you know, some people you follow and they never show up in your feed. Yes. You always show up in mine. So I'm really happy about that. So I always see your stuff, but I went and I'm like, oh man, she's got a lot more followers than when she was on here last. I feel like we're like around the same and. Not that it's a competition, but but if it winning. were, if it, I I would yeah, be. but you're winning, winning. If it was. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we are both around like forty, <laughs> and I think I'm at like fifty three, and you're at like seventy. I I had some weird stuff go down with Instagram, so I don't I don't know. I had people love me, and then I had Instagram tell me that I could no longer. Yeah, it, it's what? Kind of, well, so I I thought it was a hilarious joke. A, a man messaged me, and he told me I don't need any videos or pictures I just need somebody to talk to and he was willing to pay me five thousand dollars and my husband told me he's like oh take it like totally joking totally joking he doesn't want me communicating with random men online but um so I took a screenshot of it I shared it with my husband's funny little comment about me taking it and um I I know Instagram says that they don't shadow ban I got I got shadow banned. I really? went, yes, my, um, Oh, they shadow ban a hundred percent. They do. It is crazy. So my interactions and everything, like if you go to the, the business section, you can see, and it yeah. went down 90%. Yeah. 90%. And I had clients and people messaging me saying, Oh, did you, did you get off Instagram? I'm like, no, <laughs> what? You can't see me. It was really, was really recently? weird. Yeah. And, and they still like, won't, uh, I don't know if your listeners know, but people who make reels, if you're a, yeah. a business person, you can get money from reels. Oh yeah. And I mean, I was making bank. I think I'm pulled in $90 one month off of my reels. <laughs> I mean, it was, <laughs> I love how they say every time it goes, you could be making $8,500 yeah. from posting reels. Yeah. Um, I, I never did it because I was sketched about like giving him my tax ID number. I just get weird. I'm like, why? Are um, that's, um, it's, they definitely shadow ban. I oh, said yeah. the wrong thing um, during COVID and I learned my lesson uh, and it wasn't, to me, it was not that controversial. Like it was not anything outlandish. It was about like, hey, if we're really talking about, if we're talking about public health, why are we not like, why is nobody talking about like vitamin D and sunlight and yeah, like yeah. putting the right nutrients in? I wasn't, but it like went against some of the norm. And I mean, within a week it was like plummeted. I mean, my engagement, my, it was same thing, like down a hundred percent. I'm like, how does that happen? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, they won't, uh, let me like make my, make my $90 off of reels anymore. Oh, really? They won't, uh, let me do any marketing which I never did marketing on Instagram, but then I, for some reason, oh, when everything went down and my engagement and everything was down 90%, I decided, well, maybe if I do a marketing thing, it will help because literally people are reaching out saying like email wise, I mean, email for me is old school. They're like emailing me. They're going to great lengths being like, where did you go, Lindsay? And um, anyway, so I thought maybe this will help with the engagement. They wouldn't let me do any marketing. They wouldn't even take my money. Wow. So they won't give me money. They won't take my money. What? They just. <laughs> they could... told me November 11th, they will review my standing. But they never gave you a reason why? Uh, just that I broke the rules of Instagram because of that, that post, that me laughing at my husband saying, take it there. And, and they even had a review button so I could click review if I, if I thought that what they did was wrong and I did it. And five seconds later it came back saying that they reviewed it and it wasn't. So I, nobody reviewed it. No, no. The, the bot on the other end did. Yeah, exactly. It's a very interesting thing. Yeah. It's uh, my buddy had his, uh, you know, and he does like 
business mentorships and personal growth things with these like men's groups. And he had his, uh, he had his account taken because somebody created one, copied all of it and then kept reporting him as the front. And so he just got kicked oh, off no and he couldn't get his account back for like three months oh. and he finally got it back. But I'm like, there's no rhyme or reason. He goes, one day I just went to log in and I logged back in. I was like, Oh, so it's crazy. Anyways, it's a great platform, but it's uh, definitely. Has, yeah, it has its things. It yeah. has its things. <laughs> we'll say that. Um, well, at least you always show up in mind, so that's good. That's great. Um, and you, I mean, you were doing something right because your following's grown quite a bit, so. it's it's. I think it's the podcast. Oh, when yeah. I, when I started the podcast, then people started. Which is funny because I were, we're gonna, I'm going to link uh, Lindsay's first show Maybe it was the, maybe it was the, um, I don't know why I remember this because you can't remember titles, but maybe it was like the title that really drew people in, but maybe. it did say, I think it was muscle building 101 or something. Cause we are female muscle build, something about building something. muscle. Um, I'm, I'm being facetious that that's the only reason it was actually really well something it was very that pulled along. them in and yeah. they're like halfway through they're like well this is crap Brad. <laughs> like don't, what is this well, this doesn't count as a download <laughs> um no it was uh, i'll link that first one but in the uh, show notes for you guys if you missed it however um i think on there i said why don't you do a podcast and i think you even said i think i'm going to you were the reason why I uh, did a podcast. There we go. You really were because it was a few months later you reached out to me and and you were just as shocked as I was that the, <laughs> that the episode did really well. And no, I wasn't shocked. I was. <laughs> it was like, I mean, head and shoulders above some of them. Like that were released right around the same time, like double. And I'm like, wow, people really like her. Well, that was kind of like, okay, maybe people want more than just watching my Instagram stories and laughing along with me. Yeah. Maybe I can put up more. I think you can. You're incredibly, <laughs> incredibly personable. You're real and you're very educated. And I think that you, you talked about last time that femininely fit, like that's, you lift heavy, you lift hard, you go through phases of a surplus even. Mm -hmm. And like, you, you know, you look femininely fit, like women want that. Right. And yeah. so, um, I'm not surprised. I think, yeah. And it's, it's cool to hear. Um, I don't have as many clients I used to, but the clients I do have still, uh, have, they're like, Oh, I was listening, lifting. I was listening to lift and Lindsay. That was a lot of L's <laughs> podcast. And she said this, or, and like, she said the same thing you did. I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, I hope like we're kind of on the same page. So yeah. it's cool. There's a lot of crossover. They really dig your stuff. So good job. Well, I had somebody reach out and say that, um, that you were doing their nutrition and they were doing my training, yes. something along those lines. Yeah. And she was just like, your guys's powers combined. Thank yeah. you. And yeah. I was yeah. like, well, awesome. Yeah. And in fact, I knew who that client was. She was like, uh, I don't really want to pay for the extra training. What do you think about me doing uh, Lindsay's app? And I go, I think it'd be a great idea because I know she does a good job. And so, and it worked. So our powers combined. There you go. Um, but life's good. Other than that, other than yeah. Instagram, I'm just life is <laughs> life is life is great yep um that's good they uh what's your podcast name again um okay <laughs> my husband named it, it was, i'm sorry okay it took me a moment more than i think it's more than fitness <laughs> that what? sounds horrible just look up lifting Lindsay. it's my lifting Lindsay podcast it's called more than fitness think, you don't like it i think well, no, I, I think it's fine. It's just kind of a name, but people are like, what's your, what's the name? Just look up lifting Lindsay. Like yeah. that's, that's. You could just call it the, the lifting Lindsay podcast. Yeah, I should have. <laughs> more than fitness. I like what, yeah. cause you talk about more than fitness. I do. I believe that health, uh, well, along, along the same lines as you, I believe that true health is emotional, relational, mm. spiritual. It, it really is because somebody can get a six pack but if they don't know their relationship to themselves and, and their deity, I, I think, I think things crumble. Mm. And so I, that's why my husband chose that name. <laughs> I actually like that. I, you know, our tagline used to be, you know, it's still the key nutrition podcast. And obviously that's the name of my company. I mean, if I probably had to do all over again, I might do it different, but it, but it works. But our tagline was like, you know, um, food, fitness, and physique for the longest time. Now it's like, your one-stop shop for all things health, mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual, yeah. because it's the name in and of itself. I feel like almost does what we talk about on the show. It's like a disservice because 
It is about more than mm-hmm. fitness. That's actually, a ge- I think that's a genius name. Well, and the longer that you're in fitness, the more you realize it all works together, right? Mm-hmm. I think all of us get in, not all of us, but a lot of us, we have our own mini transformation and we make a lot of false assumptions why we feel so good. We feel so good because we lost the five pounds, but the truth, the real truth that we see later on, maybe after we put on five pounds again, is that it It had nothing to do with weight. The real tra- transformation was you as an individual started making and keeping promises to yourself and your integrity with yourself grew. And when your integrity with yourself grows, then all of a sudden you love yourself. You know, all these women are always on Instagram doing these uh, sometimes beautiful videos saying love yourself. And there's a whole population of women saying, well, that is a great thought, but how? Tell me how. Nobody's telling me how. They're just telling me I should look in the mirror and love myself. And there's a huge gap between where they're at and loving themselves. And I I believe that when you start living up to your own integrity, when you start when you start demanding more of yourself as a person, mm. then you start filling that gap. And so all these these fitness people who maybe don't recognize that it wasn't the five pounds, it's not the six pack, it's I took these steps forward in filling the gap by living mm. a life of integrity with what I really want. Mm. Uh, sometimes when they don't identify it and they think it's the six pack, then they hold on to the six pack and they lose the six pack and it's gone. All yeah. of their all their love for themselves, it's gone because they didn't realize that what actually was making them feel so empowered was more than fitness, more than that six pack there. Oh man, that is so eloquently said. I've always said that like, it's, so, it's such a good perspective to look at. And I think that's why we jive because it's just, it is, it's the dedication to keeping those commitments to yourself. Like you become a better human being. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not about, I see, I see females that do fitness shows. They hold on to like that stage picture they got. And like, they forget that they were just proud that they like still showed up as a mom and still did their fasted cardio or whatever and did all these things. It wasn't about the six pack. Like, yeah. and it's really ho- hard to hold on to a six pack all the time. I, I don't want to. No. It, honestly, like now that I know what it takes and some women, this is kind of where we get into genetics. Some women put body fat on I, I secretly hate these women. They put body fat on their butt and their boobs. Yes. And then they just like yeah. have this, that yeah. when they eat the donuts, that's where they put it. Now I'm genetically not that person. I put it on my arms and I put it on my stomach. Like that's where it goes when I start putting on weight. So when I actually go in through building periods where I intentionally am in a surplus and I know my, uh, I mean, last, um, Last build I did last year, my waist went up three inches. And uh, for me, that took a lot of the the shape that I wanted to weigh, but I just, I had to push into that, right? Because I wanted the muscle on the other side. But a lot of women are wondering, well, why can that girl eat the way she does? And she's not tracking, she's not, and I don't even want to just say tracking. I just want to say th- there's no like, uh, mindfulness around food Mm -hmm. she doesn't have that one we could be making false assumptions and she actually does have a lot more mindfulness around food than we're giving her credit to because we're comparing our personal life to her public life and a lot of times that's where we go wrong in general yeah Uh, but sometimes it is the if she puts on weight it's going to go to places right now where culturally it's more acceptable. Mm. The big booty, the big boobs, like that's just kind of where the person puts it on. So maybe that person did put on weight during their vacation, but it goes to just the right spots. And, and we're all wondering like, well, that's not fair. Eh, It's life. Right. It's not fair, but it's life. (laughs) It's so true though. It's, uh, and it's like genetics do play a part. It's funny. My my girlfriend, um, she loves your stuff. And she's like, because I feel like she gets me. Like, I, like no matter what, she, like, for her to grow a booty is very difficult. And, like, that's not where she just puts on weight. She's like, my friend's just, like, she compares herself to these girls in the gym. And I'm like, 
Well, but they genetically, like, that's not all just muscle. They actually happen to store more body fat there. So between the muscle and fat, yeah, they have these big glutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, well, I want it there. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I know. I want really big legs. No matter how much I train them, I'm always the, the butt end of a joke with my friends. Like, they just, even when I was competing, like, they were just, they just don't grow. as People are like, what do you do for your shoulders? I'm like, not that much anymore because they just grew. Mm-hmm. I don't train them as much as I use, like as hard as I used to two leg days a week. And they still look like I get made fun of. And I'm just like, man, it's hard. If people only knew how hard it was to build muscle, <laughs> they would stop making statements to me like, well, I just put on muscle so quickly. Nobody puts it on so quickly. Like know, right? those of us. Well, I guess when you very first start, you know, if we're talking about newbie gains, but to be completely honest, majority of newbie gains, well, a good portion of them is more sarcoplasmic hypertrophy. And what do you mean by that for the listeners? I know. Yeah. So there are three different mechanisms of hypertrophy. And I feel like when people understand this, it kind of makes everything click as especially part of like program design. And that's kind of a little bit more of my specialty is program design. So you have three mechanisms of hypertrophy. One of them is sarcoplasmic and then you have myofibular and then you have myonuclear domain. And um, sarcoplasmic is more of um, just kind of the uptake of glycogen. So glucose, water, enzymes, it, you're getting a lot of just like, like water uptake. And uh, in fact, most of it is a glycogen uptake. So somebody is going into the gym for the first time. They're, they've gone from not using their muscles to all of a sudden using their muscles. And now all of a sudden, your body's going to start storing glucose and water in the form of glycogen in your, and, and we're going to get like an increase of fatty acids and is stored in the muscles. And that's like sarcoplasmic hypertrophy. So we have that. And then we have, um, we have myofibular and that's actually where we get new contractile tissue. Myofibular is, is that's, that's not just fluid pooling. That's like new muscle strength. Um, that's really what we want to be shooting for in the gym. And then we have myonuclear domain, which a lot less is known about that. It has to, I won't go into the details of that one, but has to do with just like increasing your nuclei in the, the muscle cell. And the myonuclear domain is actually what attributes to like muscle memory, right? That's going to be the permanent stuff. You know, you increase your nuclei in the muscles and, and you're just going to have that permanent. That's why somebody can all have a client who maybe did weights a lot. Maybe they were a college athlete. They did weights a lot and then they stop doing weights they start with me and within three months, bam, they have that amazing three-month yep. transformation that everybody wants. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that this is that quote-unquote muscle memory, what people talk about. And so that's kind of what you're building with that myonuclear domain. Um, so why I think it's so important to understand that there are different mechanisms of hypertrophy is that uh, in theory, there are different ways to train towards each mechanism. So everybody has, when they walk into the gym, they have um, something that they, like training patterns that they naturally lean towards. Women naturally lean towards metabolic work. Well, what does metabolic work do? That's going to be more under sarcoplasmic hypertrophy. So you're going to get a great pump in the gym and then you're going to wonder why don't my, my glutes ever build? Because you have this tendency to go into the gym and you train the exact same way every time. And it may be leaning a little bit more towards metabolic work. And so, yes, you're working on nutrient partitioning and increasing uh, the uh, glucose uptake in your muscles, which can be really beneficial to hypertrophy in and of itself. But it's minimal uh, new contractile tissue. And that's why actually a lot of men too will go into the gym and they love pump work. Who doesn't love a good pump in the gym, right? 
And if we feel like, oh, look, I got this instant gratification, this instant look that I wanted. Unfortunately, a few hours later, the look is gone. Then you go back and you're like, I want it again. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do that same training, which is usually like minimal rest periods. So it's usually longer sets. You know, women tend to go in and I'm going to do 15 to 30, not sets, but reps. And then they're going to do minimal rest period in between. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that. It's just know the training system that you are training in your body is not going to bring massive amounts of new contractile tissue. So that's actually why I think a lot of women don't build is because they're going in and they're trying to feel the burn, um, which really is just kind of like an, uh, it's not, it doesn't equate to new muscle tissue uh, because that burn type of programming is usually sarcoplasmic right body pump sarcoplasmic yes so so new people who have never trained before are going to walk into the gym and they'll go to body pump and they are going to have if you do a dexa a dexa is going to show an increase in lean tissue in quote-unquote muscle but a DEXA doesn't know the difference between new contractile tissue versus sarcoplasmic. Mm, very interesting. You know what I'm saying? I never thought of that. That's a great point. Yeah. So I could actually, I love DEXAs and I use DEXA body uh, here in Utah. I love them and they are so wonderful when you walk in and work with them. But to, to use a tool like a DEXA, you have to understand how to properly use it. Meaning that your nutrition and your training needs to be the exact same between your first DEXA and your last so that you can get a better reading. Like even water, carbs need to be the same so that you can get a more accurate reading over time to make sure that the DEXA is even accurate. So that one's a hard one because I use DEXAs all the time and I have women saying, well, I wanted to use DEXAs. And sometimes I'm hesitant because I'm like, okay, but, but I know how to. And I'm hesitant that you're going to be just as emotional with DEXAs as you are with your scale mm-hmm. and you're not going to you know how to use it. So just because there's a tool, and even if a tool says, look, I'm, I'm the gold standard as DEXA does, know how to use it if you're going to use it. Meaning try to do it at the exact same time. and Yeah, everything. Like even training. So I usually will do, because here's the thing. If you were to, let's say somebody really wanted to see their glutes grow, they could go in on, they could go in on Monday and get a DEXA. And let's say they're carb depleted. They're in a low carb their diet has been low carb. So they go in on Monday, they do a DEXA. Tuesday, they go into the gym, do high carb, high volume of work on their legs. Wednesday, they could go get another DEXA and bam, they've put on five pounds of muscle on their legs. No, they didn't. This is make, Isn't that interesting? Okay, so this makes so much sense. Recently, um, a friend, that's probably a loose term, we're cool, like, I don't, like, but he posted on his Instagram, he was two weeks out from a show, did a DEXA, completely carb depleted. Then he did it right before a show where he has a ton of yes. carbs now. And he's yes. like, I'm up four pounds of lean mass and two. And I was like, that's not even possible. And you've yeah. been so depleted. And yeah. I kind of thought, I was like, I wonder if it's, it's gotta be this almost false thing in the DEXA. Um, no, so the DEXA is right. The DEXA's right. It's just, it's just not reading it correctly. He's like not it's, reading it correctly. Yeah. That makes so it's much why, sense. So I watched. I never thought of that. Yeah. When I saw it, I was like, you're full of crap. That didn't happen. But now I, it did. It makes more sense. But it's because he had a ton more glycogen flowing through. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, yeah. And you do ah, that right before see, you step up on stage. Every time. Well, you want to do that right before you step up on stage, right? You want to look like a, you want to look fuller. So carbs are awesome because they. Uh, and sarcoplasmic hypertrophy, um, like doing something like sarcoplasmic is a great way. Like I will literally, if I'm having a poopy day as far as like how oh, I, just, I don't feel like um, my muscles are growing as fast as I want them to or whatnot. Sometimes psychologically, it is so good for me to walk in and do sarcoplasmic work. I'm going to do eight, like six to eight sets of eight reps and I'm going to give myself 15 to 30 seconds rest in between. And you are going to have an awesome pump. And some days I will just walk in and do that so that I can be like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling good. There's the pump. There's, there's what I want to see. And, and for me, it works. You know, I don't want to always tell people to go in and be emotional in the gym, but 
here I am being emotional in the gym. <laughs> ah, that makes so much sense. Um, very interesting. Yeah. That, uh, and just going back to like chasing the pump, um, mm -hmm. man, like that has happened so often. I mean, and, and I saw Brett Contreras post something about like, you know, maybe towards the end of the workout, like it's not inherently like a bad idea. I don't I remember his yeah. reasoning, what he was saying, but the problem is, is that feels really good. And you feel like I had a buddy who was like, dude, I just can't grow my arms, man. And uh, found out what he was doing. I mean, he's just supersetting everything, very low rest. So he's getting this mm, huge yeah. blood flow. Yeah. But he's not actually growing. Yes. And you, and it feels so good in the short term, but also to be honest, this is a great, this is great type of programming for body recomp. So if you have somebody coming to you who has, uh, they haven't been training, uh, they even are maybe considered skinny fat. This is great programming for them because we're going to um, use a lot of, you know, calorie. It's, uh, I hate even mentioning calories burned in the gym because people go all weird about that. But it, you usually do expend a little bit more energy. Um, you are going to get that initial really good pump. You're going to fill the muscles up really well. So people are going to get this really good. I mean, this isn't bad. I use sarcoplasmic hypertrophy for specific reasons it's great it's just that majority of new contractile tissue is going to be myofibular which is going to be more tension based so mm. and that's going to come down to volume and um and intensity right um that was a great point and kind of kind of segueing from that but on the same note um it was talking about um Jen, who struggles to build her glutes and somebody had said, well, her glutes just don't know how to fire. Like mm -hmm. the glutes still know how to fire. Correct. Like, mm -hmm. um, and with her being bow legged, would that affect anywhere she would try to grow her glutes like placing? And I'm not just asking for her, but I'm, there's a lot of listeners out there I know that are struggled because a booty is in now. Oh, it's in. It's in. And like everyone's trying to grow one. And unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. like we talked about a lot of this happens to be genetic too, but there is, you can grow it. It just might take a lot longer. Mm -hmm. And along, along that line, I'll, I'll, I'll go into my thoughts on that one. Genetics are interesting because a lot of times when we say genetics, people are like, yeah, 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 I get it. Genetics. But I'm like, no, you don't get it. Right. Because, because you just think this person, not you, Brad, but this person thinks that genetics are like, I'll have women ask me, well, how much do you weigh? And what's your height? And what's your waist size? And what's, and it's like, do you want to know my bone structure? Yeah. 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 Do you want to know where ligaments, where, where muscles are going to attach? Because that's actually what you don't even realize you need to know, but that's what you need to know. So true. Because some women with like, I, so I have, I'm kind of cursed in this. Um, what drove me to study all this is I wasn't one of those that was blessed genetically. And so I, I kind of now look back and I think, wow, I'm kind of glad I wasn't blessed genetically because it drove me down the path of studying biomechanics and the anatomy and program design in ways that people who are genetically blessed, they just don't even have to worry about it. So we kind of have this anti-optimization thing going on right now, but you usually hear anti-optimization from people who are either taking enhancement drugs or they just have genetics, great genetics, and they've never had to worry about these. But 99.9% .9 of the population does have to worry about this if they don't want to go down the anabolic route. And so um, when I say let's really break down genetics, I'm saying like look at even the pelvic structure of this woman. Like look at the pelvic structure. Like I have a narrow, long pelvis, okay? So, um, and then you have women who have, and there, obviously there's varying degrees in between, but the, they have short and uh, wider. And so just where their glutes max is going to connect from like the, the bottom of their pelvis coming or um, their femur coming up to their pelvis is a lot shorter. So that means this girl could go in, get a nice pump or very minimal gains. And she has a great heart shaped glute where somebody who has a longer torso, they have longer muscles and height has nothing to do with it. It's just proportions. But um, so they have this long, long uh, 
pelvic bone, that now all of a sudden they have to put on three, four times as much as that other woman to look even mm-hmm. closely like, like they have as much muscle as her. So even doing the same program, even if her glutes could fire, and, and there are some nuances with that. Sometimes people are hamstring dominant because it's a hip hinge movement and the hamstrings can take over a lot of the hip hinge um, as well as other muscles. But so sometimes, yes, yes, it may be the hamstrings are taking over. I find that um, most people, when you set them up correctly, their body just does it. Their body knows what to do, right? Nobody has to cue you, Brad, on how to stand up. Like your glutes are going to fire when you stand up. They're they're going to. Now you may have developed some other like compensatory, compensatory is that the word? Compensatory. Thank I, you, pattern. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, it's that one. Don't think I'm too smart because yeah, I'm yeah. over here like what's English? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I homeschool my kids and sometimes I laugh when my six-year-old is learning or seven-year-old is learning something in Eng- in the English course. And I'm like, that's why we say that. Yeah, or that's why we oh, spell it that imagine. way. I would be like, no kidding. <laughs> I don't know what my primary language is, but it's not English. So I mean, if you had to figure that one out. But we do have these these patterns of movement that sometimes we'll learn so that it makes somebody more quad dominant or more hamstring dominant. But I do find that a lot of times when you set somebody up correctly, that the muscles will just fire correctly um, for 99% of people. But there's also been some really interesting research coming out lately because there's this obsession with mind-muscle connection. I feel like I'm just like word vomiting all over No, you. this I'm is sorry. great. Just keep it going. This um, has been something that's been on my mind that I wanted to do. My, I feel like I've like put all of the things that I've wanted to do podcasts about and now you're just hearing oh, about Oh, great. Them. I'm just ruining all you're your content. <laughs> now, now I don't know what I'm going to record for the next month. But um, no, there people will talk about mind-muscle connection a lot, All right? All the time, yeah, because like back the or hamstrings or glutes. Oh, these. yeah. And, and then unfortunately, most people, even those that look like they know what they're talking about, don't when it comes to mind-muscle connection. And I think a lot of times it's overplayed where I will watch people do the weirdest things on Instagram in, in just, uh, I felt my glute fire at this moment if I twisted my body and did some weird thing. And I'm just like, we are missing the mark with this mind-muscle connection thing. And now it's been interesting that a lot of research is coming out saying this obsession is actually lowering intensity in mm. the gym. So the obsession with feeling, and, and we're just going to use glutes because this is an easy one. The obsession with feeling the glutes fire at every single point of the movement is actually preventing people from moving the amount of load and bringing the amount of intensity and volume of work that needs to be in order to actually see growth. So their own obsession, oh man, don't you see this with fat loss? Their obsession with fat loss is actually the one thing they need to let go to actually see fat loss. That sounds weird, Mm. but, but you know what I'm talking about? Like, um, uh, emotionally, a lot of times women are hanging on to fat loss so desperately that if they just were to let go of that and focus on other things, the bigger rocks yep. of habits, of overall, you know, just so many things, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm not as stressed as much. I don't care as much about fat loss. And yet I'm seeing all the results I want to now. That's interesting. Same thing with mind-muscle connection. And another thing about mind-muscle connection is that at different muscle lengths, we will get different neurological feedback. Yep. So at the bottom of a squat or at a leg press, somebody may not feel their glutes, quote unquote, firing as much as they're going to feel it at the top of a glute bridge. And the reason for that is because as these sarcomeres come together as your muscle contracts and comes and gets closer to in that short and contracted position, that's actually where you will feel the yes. most, right? So the lengthened and mid range is actually where we know that glutes grow the most. So we're not going to get the same feeling or quote unquote mind muscle connection in that length and mid range 
where they're actually growing as opposed to that shortened position. And this actually is one of the thing that, things that leads a lot of women choosing and men choosing the wrong exercises. They start chasing exercises that they feel things the, the most in, but it, they tend to feel it the most because they're working in a short and contracted position. So then they overplay the contracted position exercises versus choosing wiser exercises where we're overloading things in more of the length and mid range. And that's where we're actually seeing, like I said, that myofibular, that, that tension at the, the muscle in order to see the muscle growth. So there, there it is. That's, that's all I've got for you, Brad. No, that's good. That was, <laughs> that was it. That's all you had to answer on that whole thing. My unloading. So, but as you're talking about, I'm thinking about, um, Jen has, you know, bow-legged and so that yeah, makes sense when you're talking about the anatomy and people need to understand that. It was funny. Uh, I had this, this guy, Antoine Valinet on the podcast, so probably a couple hundred episodes ago, but he's a pro bodybuilder and we had him on cause he's actually in recovery from drugs and alcohol too. So we talked about that, but, um, it was interesting as he started talking, um, kind of not, I didn't cue him to, because it's not really what we talk about on here. We're talking about anabolic steroid use mm-hmm. and the, but he said, actually he said, Guys like me, we do not use that much. He said, there's punks around your gym doing more than me. He goes, Mm -hmm. I was born to be a bodybuilder. Like I just was born. The way all of my, um, he he talked about just how he's got these like actually really short bicep heads and how it like, Mm -hmm. it is, it is genetic in that way that he just said like, it is. Because if you just understood how the anatomy of the body works, like Mm -hmm. I am just built, like some people are just built to be a basketball player. They just come out and they are incredible athletes. He said, with the anatomy of the body, like I was built to be a bodybuilder, like how everything attaches. And, um, and there is that factor to it that he, um, he was probably born to be a bodybuilder. Like there's, Mm -hmm. I will never be that big, like ever. I couldn't be 270 pounds and shredded. Like I just, my genetics wouldn't allow it. But as you were talking to, um, I think, I feel like we hit on this last time. So maybe I shouldn't, but. If, um, like, are you a fan of like Bulgarian split squats for glutes in, in that more lean down chest to the kind of knees position? Yeah. I don't think we need to do chest to the knees. That's probably past our, anybody's range of motion for the glutes. Cause we want to stay within an active range of motion where it can, you know, contract properly. <laughs> but, but you should be more, but, more but inclined, yes, right? Yes. You should be. So the, the point isn't to focus on the chest so much as it's to focus on the hips. So we do want you go. hip flexion. Yeah. That's what we want. So yes, staying more upright isn't quote unquote a bad thing. Um, it's just, what are you trying to achieve? Because I will do like, I'll do a split squat where the back foot is elevated and the front heel is elevated and I will stay off. I'll focus on staying more upright because I want this quad dominant. Yes. And if it's, so the back leg being up, we're going to be working the rec fem in a lengthened position. Fascinating about the rec fem with the quad is that's really the only position we're going to be getting in, in the gym where we're working at lengthened, Mm. where the only other time we're really getting in that position is sprints. Ah, so interesting. I never, yeah. Yeah. So if you want to really work that rec fem in the lengthened position, um, then we want our back foot to be, we want kind of this hip extension with that back leg. And then the front foot is going to be heel elevated so that I can focus on driving my knee forward and getting knee flexion. Um, and that way I can work the back quad that front quad and I'm going to stay more upright because I do want a lot of the the tension to be and a lot of the load to be moved by the quads but there's nothing wrong with somebody in that position leaning forward man if you lean forward that's just I'm going to destroy my lower body right it's like I'm going to destroy my my quads I'm going to destroy that glute I'm going to like it's just a total and yeah. So I'll do that sometimes where I'm like, I just want to destroy everything right now. Yeah. And so I'll lean forward a little bit. So sometimes I feel like I, I'm kind of in this niche of I really like breaking down exercises. I really like uh, talking about form. Sometimes, though, I feel like 
Uh, And I'm definitely not on board with a lot of the anti-form that's going around right now because I feel like, well, (laughs) there are still some things we should not be doing loaded on the body. But it is interesting because the more I understand, the more I look at people and I'm like, no, there could, there is, there could be a very good reason why they're doing it the way that they're doing it. So I think, so sometimes why I bring this up is because on Instagram, I live in this funny world of, I really like to share my knowledge on Instagram. And so people, I think, want to connect with me. And so they'll, I, I, I don't like this. I've had this happen a few times. I would say, if you want to connect with me and get on my good side, don't do this. I've had people record other people in the gym and send it to me on Instagram and they want to talk about in kind of a negative light about that person in the gym. First off, I think that is extremely, well, I think, yeah, common sense. Like, let's not do that. That's rude. Um, but I, sometimes I think people will watch a few posts on Instagram and they'll think, oh, I know everything about this subject. Yeah. I can now go and correct so-and-so in the gym. And sometimes what they'll send me and say, oh, they shouldn't be doing that. I'm like, well, there's actually a few reasons why I could think that they should be. So don't Mm. walk around so quickly to judge what everybody's freaking doing in the gym. Worry about yourself. Guaranteed, guaranteed you probably are not, uh, your body's not changing as fast as you want. And one of the ways to ensure it can change a little bit faster is actually to worry more about yourself. Yeah. Now I'd agree. And you know, what's interesting is I did, um, I don't regret the, uh, the Stairmaster one cause I think I need, but I, I did one on like people using that assisted dip machine as a glute press down. Um, and kind of was like, but you were doing yeah, it. Yeah, I was doing it, yes. but I was like, you know what, if I do that again, I think going, here's what not to do, but it's okay if you have been doing that. Um, you can do it. There's probably more effective exercise and here would be the more effective exercise yes, for your love glute. It. Like instead of, because people are like, dude, like, I see yeah. people doing it all the time and, and they, they kind of took offense to it and understanding I was mocking it a little and I should have said, but it's not necessarily wrong. I mean, you'll get some kind of blood flow from kicking down on an assisted dip machine. Um, you will get some kind of blood flow. That was very nicely put. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just far more way, uh, effective ways yeah. to spend your time. And there's- I love when you break down videos. I'm t- like, I have, um, I mean, first off, I have no shame in admitting that you are smarter than this. You have studied far more than me and I love learning from you. Um, because there's eat, like I told you before we started recording the hack squat has become one of my favorite ones when I started using it in a different way Yeah, and how I was using it before wasn't wrong, but I've really been trying to target my quads cause they lag more than anything. I could just never, even that teardrop down into the, you know, the kneecap there. I just, and man, those have been awesome where I thought the hack squat was kind of crap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and for how most people, thank you for doing those. Well, I really try to help. I think for, I think the, the most important thing is that there's, that there's not necessarily wrong. Well, sometimes there's, there's flat out wrong things, but, but, um, most of the time, I'll ask somebody, I had somebody ask me, they came up to me in the gym. I didn't really know them. And they're like, how, I know you have your Instagram account. Can you ask, can you help me with the leg press? And so they're like, okay. And they sit down and they're like, how do I do it? I said, well, what's your goal? And they're like, work my legs. I just want to work my legs. I'm like, okay, then literally just press up and down, press up and down. Make sure that you don't go too far down to where your low back is rolling and you're going to now shift the weight from your, you know, hips and legs to your low back. Like that's, that's all you have to worry about. If, if, if somebody can only break it down to that point, then I actually don't know if they've earned the right to like, well, I shouldn't say earn the right, but they're not as advanced to worry about anything else. Does that make sense? No, it does. It almost uh, probably screws them up more similar to the mind muscle connection yeah. thing where it's like you're you're not at a point where you're really trying to accentuate any different part of your leg yes don't overthink it yeah like i i, I agree with you sometimes and, it's just like just do it unless you're at a place where you're like really my hamstrings are lagging behind how do i target these more yes and that's usually with a more advanced person yes right so well-rounded uh training is just going to work for majority of people 
It yeah. just, it just, as long as it's well-rounded then it's going to, it's going to be fine. So a lot of times women, I, and, and here's the problem though, is this is kind of the problem. Uh, there's a few things with Instagram we've already talked about. <laughs> no, but there's, there's, it's hard knowing the things that I know and wanting to talk about the things that I want to talk about without, I don't know how to say this. Sometimes I'll make a post and I get so many questions back from people who I feel like you don't need to worry about that right now. Yeah. You just don't need to worry about that. It's, it's a nice thought. This is kind of for an advanced person. So if, if I, if somebody asks me on the leg press, Hey Lindsay, how do, how do I do this? And I say, okay, what's your goal? And they say, I want to build my quads. I would say, awesome. Okay. Well, then let's set your body up like this. Right. And we can get a little bit more quad. They said, I want to build my hamstrings. I'd say, you're on the wrong machine. You don't use hamstrings. Like hamstrings are stabilizers. Uh, they're, they're not going through a full contraction through a leg press. So this is not a hamstring machine. They want to do quad or uh, glutes. I mean, there's multiple things that we can do on the leg press. But if you can't tell me exactly what you want to work, then you probably shouldn't be worrying so much about it. Right. Just stay safe and then you're fine. Oh, that's so true. It's so true. Um, I could just sit here and pick your brain all day about this. It's fascinating. And one thing I will say is if you want to grow glutes, like you probably need to go f through a phase of eating some more damn food. Like just like yeah. you just need it's to eat some sad, food. I think we talked sad. a lot about that last time. I can't remember, but it's, it's okay to eat. And I love that you show your different phases. Um, I was going to go into a muscle build, but uh, apparently I'm not dedicated enough to eat that much food. <laughs> And People like, don't I'm, realize it's hard. I'm, yeah, they eat like 4,000. I'm just, I don't have a ginormous appetite, which is interesting. Um, mm -hmm. But like for me to eat 4,000 plus calories and keep them relatively clean, um, it, it's like not that much fun. I was like, I think I'll just, you know what? I think I'm just fine being at maintenance right now. So, but I love that you take people through your different journeys of your cut. And um, I think it's really good for them to see. I'm sure you get a lot of questions like, is this what I should do? Is this where my calories should be? Yeah. I listed my calories one time and some guy was like, oh, cool. I probably need to up mine then. I'm like, I have no idea. No, yeah, I, don't I, don't. I don't know. I don't know. You you're... have nothing to do with him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. really a bad idea. Um, Speaking of Instagram, I wanted to hit on this because you said something the other day. And this is kind of going off topic from the, from the muscle building, which, um, like I said, I love talking to you about, I learned so much from you. I think you're one of the better educators out there. I want to give you that. Like, well, thank you. Yeah. Like, I, like, do you follow Brett Contreras? I, I don't actually, oh, I disagree with him guy? on a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Um, it was funny. A, a client of mine sent me two, two reels or a uh, post. I don't know if they're reels. Well, one of Brett Contreras showing um, like a, oh, what was it? The um, hypers? Oh, I don't remember now. Okay, it's drawing a blank. I don't remember. And then showed me yours and goes, they're saying it two different ways. And I go, follow, follow Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of you. I, I, any guy who dubs himself as the glute guy is just a little bit weird. Anyways. There's been so, I, Brett, he, he's an interesting person to me, but he, um, I feel like he's done some good in building glutes over time. You know, he, he brought out and, and he, the hip thrust has been one that has really, I feel like, uh, rounded out a lot of glute work. And since then it's been refined. Uh, we know more now, we know more about the anatomy in motion. And so a lot of the things that he taught previously, we just know better. Yeah. And the great thing about it is, um, I, I just, I love people who are able to say, I said this, I was wrong. Mm -hmm. We now know more. So there's a uh, Cassim Hansen who has really propelled the, uh, biomechanics in the fitness world. He's really propelled that forward. And if anybody wants to, I would highly suggest watching debates between Kasim and uh, Contreras because um, you get a, you start understanding that, wow, things have really moved forward and uh, things, and they're not what we thought, but that doesn't mean that what we thought 10 years ago couldn't help a little bit. It's just, we need to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, yeah. 
You said it very politely. No, I don't, because I disagree with a lot of you. Says you say it much more eloquent than me. <laughs> I've actually said some things as guests on podcasts. I'm like, I should not have said that. That was way too much of my true feelings coming out about somebody. Um, yeah, you follow Car- Coach Mark Carroll. Yes, and I, I and think you two are, are two of the best out there. Well, that's very kind of you. We are both students of Cassim Hansen. Totally makes sense. So we we've yeah, that makes sense. That's, he's great. Um, yeah, which is why I, those are, yeah, you two are the go-tos. I'll have clients, um, you know, follow when it comes to that kind of stuff. So what I was going to say is on Instagram, you posted something, and I just want to hit on it. Not that it has anything to do with hypertrophy or building muscle, but because um, that wasn't even the direction I was going to go with this whole podcast, but is uh, the ability to block somebody on Instagram. It's a like, gift. It's a gift. <laughs> no, you know what was funny was, um, and I'll let you kind of share your thoughts, but I... You know, as I started to build a following, I think, okay, this is important. It was strategic. I wanted to get more um, attention to, you know, on the page. And, and so I was like, okay, I got to start building this Instagram more. And um, at first I was like, no, you know what? People are allowed to say whatever they want. It's free speech. I'm not going to block anyone. That's a pansy move. I'm not going to do this. And uh, my a good friend of mine, Jordan Syed, I was talking with and I was like, yeah, dude, I got these trolls that come at me and he goes, block them. I go, wait, you block people? And he goes, oh, I'm a king of blocking. Like, I don't have time for your negative BS on my page. Like, you can disagree with me, but if you say something that's out of line and rude and derogatory, he goes, I don't even blink, I block them. I'm like, oh. So I'm not like more of a man by not blocking them. Like, I'll shoot, whatever, I'm not going to block anybody. <laughs> and that block button, like, it's beautiful. People get very, I don't think people understand, like, the man of like, I mean, and, and you're a pretty girl and it doesn't even matter that you're married. Dudes are inappropriate. And then females can be very catty with other females. Like some of the things I saw some of my friends who are influencers, um, quote unquote, have like shared on their close friend section. I'm like, oh, look at this lovely DM I got just attacking like their, their ability to be a mother. Like it's crazy. Yeah. yeah so I, um. I had years and years of infertility. Like our children come to us through uh, in vitro. Oh yeah. And Mine through, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I remember one woman writing, I, I had a few, but there was one woman specifically writing me, just laying into me about how, and, and I thought this was interesting. She began it with, because sometimes it's like, well, am I misreading it? But she actually began it with, I don't care if I offend you. <laughs> so, wow, I kind that's of, really I kind nice. Of, yeah, I kind of knew where, where it was going to go after that. But she started, pretty much started telling me that I'm the reason why I've brought my own infertility on me. And the reason why is because I, um, I stay too lean. I'm too obsessed with the way I look. And I was thinking, she does not know anything about me. But... I used to think like you, where it's like, I'm going to have a nice conversation with this person. I don't know what I thought was I was going to do. But um, since then, I've just realized that there's so much mental and emotional energy that gets used up. And my family, if I'm going to put that mental and emotional energy towards anything, it's going to be either... It's going to be towards my family or my business creation. That's mm. it. Like if you don't attribute to that in some positive way, I have boundaries now of, and my boundary is I'll block you. I feel like if you're, if, if I can't, if I'm not going to use my energy appropriately, then I kind of, I just have to block. Because otherwise I'll be like, oh, maybe I should say this to them. And maybe I should say, oh, I, and I'll, I'll pretty soon be consumed with all these things. But the truth is I owe them nothing. No. But I owe my family and myself everything. Mm. So I block. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've, I think you've shared something. Like people are, the things that people will say, it, it, it's mind-blowing to me i would never just like blast a stranger like that <laughs> i've never even had strong enough feelings about like i disagree with that post but i would never i don't like care yeah. scroll by yeah whatever or if there's somebody that keeps po- posting stuff that i disagree with i just unfollow them but i've had i mean people just ruthlessly attack me sometimes for i mean 
And I tried to like comment back to be like, well, my followers are seeing this because they did it in the comment thread. And then eventually I was like, okay, I'm deleting all these because you're getting just straight up crude. And like, I've developed some thick skin, but I don't even, I don't like that negativity. Like there, I, I made a post about five basic tips for building muscle. And this guy just went off on me. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you talk about the steroids? And I'm like, so I actually have admitted that I used steroids back when I was competing. I'm currently on TRT. I was just trying to be respectful. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, so I don't do them anymore. I've been open that I used to, and that probably did help me build some of the muscle. I'm not going to lie about that, but that's not something I do now. And, and I, how do you even call yourself sober steroid monkey? Like, and started calling wow. the names. And I was like, okay, now you're attacking my sobriety, which is one of the most important things to me. And, um, you're just being straight up rude. So I blocked him. Then this account hits me up. Oh, you blocked me from my other one. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, man. I am renting so much space in your head for free. It's really sad. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. But I can't believe people would say anything rude to you because you're so kind. I, I try, I try to, I, tr- every time I show up on Instagram, I try to do so from my value point. Like I, I value honesty. Uh, kindness. I value uh, education. I, I try. I try to remind myself that I need to show up in my values. I don't always. Sometimes I get on stories, and fifteen minutes later, I'm like, "Oh, I should delete that because that was not my highest self." Mm-hmm. Getting on there, right? I was, I was upset and I was unkind. But even, I mean, there are some people who. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I really like uh, Peter Crone. Have you ever followed Peter mm. Crone? Oh, my goodness. I think you would eat his, his stuff up. He's just amazing. But he says people in circumstances show you where you're not free. And I really mm. like that. And so sometimes when people write me on Instagram and are very contentious, I think to myself as my blood rises, right, and my face starts getting red and, and I'm upset or I'm hurt, or I'm totally confused because I'm like, do you really not have much more to do during your day than right. message a random person you don't even know and say the kind of things that you're saying? But I, I, I have to remind myself, okay, that rise, they are showing me something of where I'm not free. Like, wh- like where am I not free? And sometimes people will come at me, if I'm being really honest, like I, I study anatomy biomechanics a lot but i i know enough to know i do not know enough i i would never mm. in a million years say that i am a specialist that i'm an expert i can point you to experts that i've learned from that i appreciate but sometimes when people attack me and i feel this rise like they'll attack something i share scientifically and and I feel a rise and I have to really check myself and say, okay, I'm quick to block them because one, I feel like there's there are people who are genuinely want to have a conversation where it's like, maybe I'm wrong, maybe you're wrong, I don't know, but let's have a conversation and find out. And then there's other people who are just like, that's stupid, you're dumb. I'm like, okay, well, block. Because right. yeah. nothing I say it is gonna, this is just not gonna be uplifting in any sort of way. But sometimes I'll think to myself, is there a rise in me? Because somewhere I feel like, like maybe I don't know. Like maybe this is showing me something within the anatomy or mechanics or science that I don't know. And maybe it's getting that rise in me because I'm a little insecure about my knowledge in this area. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes I feel like it's really important that we allow people to check us. That we allow ourselves to check ourselves from what other people bring up. I, I feel like a truth seeker will do that. And I try my hardest to think about what's right versus who's right. And so sometimes I, I really have to think through that. But it's hard. And I don't always respond uh, in my highest self. There have been times where I'm like, ooh, yeah. delete that one. Can I erase all of yesterday? Because that person literally it took up space in my yeah all day their comment was so biting but it i try to really make it a learning opportunity of where am i not free where have i either not fully accepted myself or my own shortcomings and as soon as you do as soon as you accept 
man, I don't know everything about the anatomy. I could be wrong. All of a sudden it's like, whew, pressure's gone. Well, what can I learn? What can I learn from what they said? Nothing? Like I'll study it out. Oh, they weren't wrong. And I have something to learn. Or I'll study it out and be like, I was right. And what they said wasn't accurate. And what an opportunity for growth in me to either solidify or learn something new. Oh, so true. Well, and that's why, that's why people dig you very, you're very humble. And I mean, what I hear you talking about in there too, is, is just like, when we talk about health being this well-rounded approach, like it's a spiritual help of, of, for me of being able to like, okay, maybe this person has a point, maybe I am wrong in how I'm delivering this or, and like, what is it exposing in me that it hurt my feelings so much that this random stranger and I've gotten better, but it's funny. I find myself sometimes when I'm a little bit spiritually off kilter, haven't been praying as much. I'm like, you know, just kind of, you know, these ebbs and flows, these comments get to me more. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, what am I not doing in my life? Like sometimes it has nothing to do with their comment. It's that other times I get these comments and I literally laugh. I'm like, wow, this person really doesn't like me. Yeah. And, and I, and the other times I'm like, oh, why is this affecting me so much? And sometimes it's not even about what they said. It's uh. I'm not on my game, like emotionally, mentally, spiritually. So I'm just a little bit off kilter. I'm a little easier to raz. And so I'm like, what do I need to get back to doing? I'm like, well, I haven't meditated in a couple of days. I haven't, um, but people forget that like, and I've talked to people with much bigger followings than me, like we're real people on the other end and yeah. people just say some hateful stuff sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes people, I, one other thing I wanted to bring up is um, sometimes people in a kind way, will tell me like, look, you said something that really triggered me. And so you you need to change the way you said that. And, and I, I've been, I went through something very, very traumatic and it taught me stuff about that word trigger. I don't use it lightly. And I would hope that most people wouldn't. I feel like nowadays it's being thrown around a lot. Like, I don't know, but, but I think, you know, I'm respectful of the fact that I, I, I may have said something that triggered you. But I can't take that on. I, I can't. You are responsible for your triggers. I'm responsible for my triggers. As soon as I take my triggers and place them on somebody else and say, you change, you're responsible, I'm giving them all of my power. Why would I do that? So Why true. would I do that? Like I know I want to be in control. I want to have power to be and think the way that I want to in a way that's going to serve me the most. And so I think when we get triggered by other people, it goes back to what I was saying before, what a great opportunity to change ourselves, not them. That's, that's a lazy approach. I don't want to deal with my own crap. I'm going to make everybody else. You all have to change so that I feel better about myself. Look, I'm very sympathetic to triggers, but you can't put them on other people. So as, as your listeners are on Instagram, the likelihood of them being triggered by something either small or big is, is probably high. Like if you don't want to be triggered by something, don't, don't get up from your bed. I don't know, but don't put it on other people. So true. I remember in a couple therapy years ago, um, he said, well, she is not responsible for your triggers. You are. So you don't get to act out because you were triggered. Like she's not responsible yeah, for that. Yeah. You are. And so I hear. remember that. I was like, but no, but she, oh, that makes too much sense. <laughs> um, it's very true. It is. Uh, it's a funny world out there, but that's why I respect you. I talked about, you know, I've had people get triggered because I talk about God and I, and I just mm-hmm. said, well, I'm sorry if you don't like, I'm gonna like, that's sure. Like that's not the main part I talk about on my page, but when I'm, sharing a post about personal life or my sobriety or like, um, God is an integral part of my life. And if you don't like that, I'm so sorry, but that's not my responsibility to like edit what somebody said. I really think you should just stick to fitness. It's really turn off when you talk about God, you have to remember, doesn't ever, everyone doesn't believe in God. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry you don't. That's unfortunate. I think your life would be better if you did, but that's okay. Well, I'm not going to edit what I say. That person needs to remember that there are people who do. Yeah, so respect there's more people goes that both do ways. than don't. You yeah, know? respect goes both ways. Yeah. Well, awesome. Um, I didn't realize it's been over an hour. So, um, well, thank you for coming on again. That was awesome. 
I could have kept talking to you about building muscle and glutes and all of this in forever. But um, anything new you got going on? I think you mentioned before that you got a membership site. Yes. Off air, I told you we have, I am in middle of building a membership site and it will be launched by the end of October. So November 1st, you'll be able to, it's part of my app. I have a training app where a lot of people, when they hear me talk about training, they're like, ah, confusing. And I'm like, let me do that for you. Let me think of those things for you so that you don't have to. Um, I have a Facebook group as part of the training app where people can upload videos of themselves doing exercises. And I will give them like feedback on execution, form review, um, goals. And then the membership site is going to be huge. It's going to be... Little, I mean, not full-blown certifications. So don't think that I'm teaching you everything that I've learned from where I've learned things. But it is going to be mini courses to empower women uh, to uh, know more about training, to get more out of it, uh, to know more about nutrition and setting themselves up for building phases and cuts. And uh, I talk about reversing or we know a lot more about reversing now. So a lot of us just kind of skip it kind of thing. But there, I teach a lot about that. And then it's also going to have little mini courses on uh, pregnancy and post for training, um, mindset, habits, and then biomechanics. So I, it's pretty much, I dreamed this up five, six years ago. It was pretty much a place for me to unload everything that I love in life. Oh, I love so it. I'm just putting it all there. So this will be the like, best way to find it. Just go to your page. Yep. LiftingLindsay.com. Oh, so yeah, website, your Instagram. Yep. Amazing. Yeah. This will air right before then. So this will be awesome. So awesome. Yeah, check it out. I, uh, as you see, the value is pretty immense and um, it's a, it's a pretty dang good deal. And if you really want to learn about it, then you're ready to kind of take your training to the next level. Um, I'm serious. You're, you're one of the best followers out there. In fact, I've even been insecure sometimes about me posting about forum stuff or just even little tips when it comes to working the back, for example, like I'm like, this Lindsay does it way better. Like, I don't want to like, <laughs> so I don't want to be like, do it. And then she's like, well, not exactly. I would never, but I know you wouldn't. Um, but if I did, I would expect you to just like, Hey, can I give you a suggestion? <laughs> don't <laughs> post say, that. Oh, Brad, you're so cute. Yeah. Yeah. Just no, know what no, I'm okay. really, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, well, if you guys aren't following Lindsay, it's at Lifton Lindsay on Instagram websites, Lifton Lindsay. Keep it pretty streamlined, right? Yep. Try so you guys check out her app. I've had uh, I've had multiple clients using, like we talked about before, her app instead of paying for training with me and um, and love it. So it's a great one-two punch. So, well, thank you for coming on and uh, we'll chat with you guys next week. Bye-bye. Hey guys, it's Brad here. Just wanted to thank you so much for listening. We couldn't be any more grateful that you took the time out of your day to listen to us we hope we provided value if we did it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and share this with your friends